0: This is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Joe and Angel. Welcome to another Mailback Monday where Angel and I take time and answer questions that you sent in, mailed in, emailed in. And so we try to select from what we think are the main ones. And so we're going to do our best today to cover as many as we can. So let's jump in, Angel.
1: Joe, my daughter is in college and came to me and says she knows that she needs to break up with her boyfriend. Mm. He is pressuring her to get physical, and she knows that's not right. Mm. She just doesn't know how to do it. Do you guys have any advice on how I can help her break up in a healthy way?
0: There's no healthy way. There's no nice healthy way. This guy's wanting something's not rapidly his. It's just real simple. It's, this is uh, this is something to be aggressively resisted and cut off. Mm-hmm. And so they know nice about this. No. You're the last person I'd want to marry. You're the last person I want to be with. You're wanting to cheat. You know, you're wanting to cheat. You want something for free. No, you, you don't love me. You just want what I've got. You don't love me. You're a liar. Cut this thing off as quick as you can. There's no no nice way of doing this. Listen, Angel got a great daughter, married a great guy. I got five daughters. I went through this a lot. No, we don't date doofuses. You know, I said, listen, most guys have one thing on their mind. That's flesh. The flesh is the easiest thing to do. So, no, no, we don't. I used to teach my kids, you don't have sex to say I do. Then you can get naked, swing the chandeliers, sing soprano, have a wonderful time. It's God's will, God's way, but not before. That's people that want something for free. So this is not a nice kid. I don't care what he looks like, what he says. So he he doesn't deserve anybody to be nice to him. You don't have to be rude, but you do not have to be nice. You want to be nice to the devil? He wants you dead. I can be nice to the devil. He wants to be dead. He wants to kill me, make me sick, makes me poor. I'm not going to be nice to the devil, I'm going to resist him aggressively, same thing with somebody's trying to do this. No, he's to be resisted. No, I don't have to be nice to you.
1: no, and you deserve a gentleman, yes, and that is not a gentleman no uh, he needs to prefer you yes, so just keep shopping. There's a better one out there and, and there's a lot
0: of I remember when I was a kid, we had storefronts. you know what I says we'd they'd storefront sears and Robuck have a Store window out front on the street. What are they selling now? You know, especially at Christmas time. They had all the toys so that, whoa, you know, it's like the old movies. Well, it's no different than shop for a spouse. Don't bite the first thing that you know, there's something better out there in the water. Just keep looking for it. You know, I used to trout fish a lot and we had a certain. You had a minimum nine inches. It had to be at least nine inches. Well, if you caught a 12 inch, it's like, whoa. Yeah. But you could only catch seven a day. So I remember I've caught a, I've caught a 12 inch and throw it back. What do you got? Know? I'm looking for a 15 inch. I'm looking for a big one. And eventually you'd catch one. You thought, man, what if I'd kept those short ones? I'd never been able to keep the big one. And so there's always something better out there. Just don't get impatient. That's a long answer
1: i mean i agree completely um i mean i had a couple of guys when i was in college say the lord spoke to me yeah, oh yeah you're good. You supposed to marry me and i would be like well when he speaks to me i listen up um yeah. and usually i would run in the opposite direction when i heard that but um yeah, yeah i mean first of all if she's already questioning this he's already pushed her too far yeah because yes she, you know uh she's more worried about him and his feelings. He should be worried about her and her feelings. Yeah,
0: he's not. They're
1: better than this. Yes. So move on down the line. Joe, we're new parents and honestly feel like we don't know what we're doing. You don't? (laughs) Absolutely not. Do you have any advice for new parents? Something you wish someone would have told you? Uh, Well, sure. Sure. Sure.
0: Now, when I first became a parent, you go to the Christian bookstore, which I did, I said, do you have any books on parenting? And they said, no, because there wasn't anything. There weren't many books on marriage. So it's sort of a new thing with our culture and this generation. It's like, But, you know, you know, you learned about parenting from your family because I grew up in the country with a big family. Grandfather had a 400-acre farm. Well, aunts and uncles lived all around the farm somewhere. So every day you saw some relative. You had somebody you could talk to. Somebody could ask, ask you a question. What did you do? And didn't you need, actually see it? Well, I'm not going to parent like that. And I'm not going to do like that. And it's like, so you learn by getting around other people. But today we're a very transit society. You probably don't know your next-door neighbor. You probably don't want to know them. So what you can do, though, you can go to the bookstore and just ask them, hey, you got a good book on Christian parenting? And they'll probably give you this six or seven books right off the top of their head. Find one. Start with just a generic book on parenting. and Christian book, not Christian. And just see what they say. And I used to tell people, how do you read a book? And I used to do this. And this is like cheating. i go to the library, and I can find the books at the bookstore. I said, read the first chapter, read the last chapter. Did you get anything? Well, the middle's probably good. But if you read some of the first chapter, the last chapter, there's nothing. Eh, probably not worth reading. So get your book. Ask people that you think are good parents at church. Hey, you,
1: you ever read a good book on parenting? Yeah. What'd you read? No, recommend something. Go get that one. I think when you realize, I mean, I was terrified when I bought my son home. I'd never babysat or did anything like that. And I remember walking in through the door and thinking to myself, <laughs> I can't can't give him back. What do I do? And uh, so, and then I moved away from my family. So, you know, it was, it was a big learning curve. But one thing you said years ago, I heard you say that, I think this is the biggest key to me in parenting is if you realize that you're a reflection of God to your children. Mm. So, and what I mean by that is if like one moment you just go berserk angry, Over something that they did. And then the next time you just wink at it, you're, you're telling them that there's levels of sin. Yep. Some sin gets a, gets a different. Some sins. Okay. Yeah. And some, you know, you're going straight to hell.
0: All sin has death attached to it.
1: So what you want to do is say, to be consistent. Yes. And, and be like, um, knowing that I'm a reflection, you know, I would never, I'd never discipline my kids over, like my daughter, she t- took a Sharpie. One time I had a brand new car and it had tan leather seats in it. And she took a Sharpie and colored all over the back of it in her face and everything.
0: <laughs> and we went
1: to England the next day and she had tiny little faded. <laughs> where we tried to scrub. This oh, shit. Lord. And uh, so that kind of stuff never made me mad. Cause I know that she wasn't trying to be malicious or mean. She was yep. back there. learning. Yeah. She's just having a good old time back there. But what I would my son. One time, we lived on a corner that was fairly busy, and he kept opening the back gate and letting her out because she couldn't open it. it she talked him into it, though. And I'd be sitting, I'd be walking past and see her running around. The there was a we had a circular drive, and p- neighbors across streets. So she just run circles, but she wasn't looking at traffic or anything coming through there. And I went back there and I said, "Do do not let her out again, or I will paddle you." And um, he did. Yep. <laughs> and so, I, now I never did more than one. I would just do the, always the same. I would just do one pop and a, uh, but uh, yeah. He remembered that one. <laughs> that never happened again. But uh, so, I mean, I think if they're in danger or they're being rebellious or they're they're you know, yeah. But most time, a lot of times, kids get in trouble for just being a kid. Just being a kid. And
0: uh, they've never seen it before, been around it before. It's new.
1: I had a brand new coffee table one time and my daughter, who's the artistic one, she uh, painted her fingernails on this wooden table that I had to have stripped and redone. (laughs) And I said, did you did you paint your fingernails on this table? She goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And she showed me I said, well. That looks really good. But next time, if you put down a towel or something, then it wouldn't get stuck on the table. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me that before? I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it. And so and the
0: old saying, you cannot tell children fast enough what not to do. <laughs>
1: yes. So I would just knowing that just just, you know, I what I would discipline for was if they were being rebellious yep. or if they were talking ugly, or if they lied. But I wouldn't over stuff like that because yeah. I didn't think she didn't. She didn't mean anything by it. And every time I told her, she wouldn't do it again. Yeah. But I like just said, you don't always get there quite soon enough. <laughs> Joe, I just feel stressed all the time and don't know how to handle it. My therapist said I should take medication, but I don't want to just numb the problem. What's the best way to handle stress? Is taking medicine Okay. <clears throat>
0: Well, I'm going to answer that because you have to have your doctor answer that. You know, you have a good physician and ask your doctor. Uh, problem is most doctors will recommend a pill of some kind. Uh, that's why you came to see them. You can't handle on your own. Hey, doc, can you give me a pill to handle this? And they will. But, uh, uh, um, biblically, the Bible says you're to roll your cares over to the Lord for he cares for you. Be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. God knew humans were going to go through stress. He's not ignorant. He knows there's a the devil. He's in charge of this planet. Satan's the God of this world. And he knows tests and trials going to come to you. Well, what are you going to do? Well, are you just going to sit there and suffer? And just be depressed? No. God says, I need you to roll that over onto me. I need you. Well, how do I do that? Well, the Bible's very clear, you know. You got a thought. Casting down thoughts and imaginations, every high thing that is solving something against the knowledge of God. So we've had kids, you know, raised their kids up. What do you do? Why are you worried? You're not supposed to be worried. Worry is a sin because you can't do anything about it. That's why you're worried. There's something you can't do anything about. Then why are you thinking about it? Give it to God. What? Give it to God. Relationships. A teacher. You're flunking a class, you know. God, I don't have to give this to you. I, can't, I hate algebra. <laughs> algebra algebras of the devil. You know, give it to God and let God help you work it out. So,
1: I'll say when I was going through my divorce, uh, we had a big church and we had to step down. I was very concerned about all the employees we had, all the people's lives we were influenced. Yep. The stress was unbelievable at the time. And so I did go to the doctor and they did give me some anti-anxiety stuff that really helped me through that season of life. Yep. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think, you know, you don't want to be drugged up most of the time. But, but, um,
0: well, you don't want to be where you're going to take this pill till Jesus comes to get you. Cause that's the challenge with pills. Listen, I'm, I've, I've got medicine thing. I take, you know, but it's like, I don't want to do this forever. Why am I having to take this? Well, you got this problem. Well, I need to stop. How do I get rid of this problem? And so I can so I get off this pill. And so.
1: Because some of that stuff is hard to get off of once yeah, you get on, yeah. on to it. But
0: um, as long as you're aware of that, you know, uh, but
1: no, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking medicine. I think, no. it's, you know, I I just sometimes sometimes it just there's a season of life that you just need. To, the to
0: devil is the accuser of the brethren. He was going to spend the rest of your life making you feel guilty but everything you do, what you take, what you think, you know, what you watch. And so you got to learn how to start giving that stuff to God. So don't, don't let that bother you.
1: Yeah. Just tell them to put, make it very mild. Yeah, This is kind of a weird thing. My, my daughter has some anxiety. She teaches school. I'd probably have a lot of anxiety <laughs> if I was doing what she's doing. But well, um uh, so she had she went to the doctor and the doctor said well she's very tiny my daughter's like four eleven. and um she the doctor said i'm gonna put you on a very 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 small dosage just to kind of take the edge off so she goes back to the doctor i don't know if i've even told you this but she goes back to the doctor last week the doctor comes in and she's reading the chart she goes okay uh listen i um see that uh, we need to get a biopsy because there's some concerning things in your chart that we just need to get a biopsy for and my daughter goes that she goes that we just want to clear out that it, it's not cancerous. and my daughter goes uh wait a minute I'm the one that had a little bit of anxiety you remember that and now it's just spiked to the ceiling because of what you just said so please don't take my blood pressure <laughs> at this point but anyway it Turned out it was the woman. The doctor felt horrible, horrible, horrible. And I guess the nurse had put in the wrong person. And uh, this isn't me. But anyway, only my daughter would that happen to. But um, so uh, I was like, yeah. Did you tell her to double the prescription when she said that? But, you know, life is crazy. And there's a lot of pressure out there. So, you know, if it helps you. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Listen. Sometimes we make doctors the enemy. Yeah, they're not. No, they're in the same business. Preachers are in. They're yes. just trying to get you better. Yes. Till God moves in and and finishes the deal. So I uh,
0: love the story when uh, we lived in Tulsa for I did. I lived there forty two years. So Oral Roberts University I had three of my kids to graduate from there. And so I remember when Oral Roberts built the hospital, uh, he took a heavy hit. Attack why is the healing evangelist building a hospital? So CNN came out and interviewed him, and it's on TV. The interview said, why is the healing evangelist building a hospital? He said, because I believe in healing. And the lady didn't understand. No, no, why is the healing evangelist building a hospital? He said, because I believe in healing. I'm going to get it any way I can get it. I've always had a family physician. I've always had a family doctor. I'm going to take my pills, get the shots, whatever I need to do, and I'm going to lay hands. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to get it if I can get it. I'm trying to get healthy and live long. So it's just common sense.
1: It is. Well, we hope you have a wonderful day today. We so enjoy our time with you. Yes, we, will we do. will see you next time on Mailbag Monday. Mailbag
0: Monday. God bless guys. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. It's got a great future for you and your family. We're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you your marriage and your family succeed.